After getting fat checked by Twitter last week, President Trump. Oh, fucking hell. Trump. Trump. <laughs> Cousin Trump. Not far wrong, to be honest. We're working on reading. Oh, fucking hell. Anyway, on to the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Co Conspirators podcast. I'm your host, Luke, and as usual, I'm joined by my co host, Callum. What's going on? And my co host, John. Hi, everyone. So, before we start, we just want to say thank you for the response to our first five episodes. A collective 1,000 views and 100 likes is better than any of us could ever have hoped for. Also, to see viewers outside the UK is fantastic for us. So, we just want to say a big thanks for watching us. And if you have any ideas for episode ideas, just please let us know in the comments. And we'd love to get some feedback and potentially cover some of those ideas. Anyway, on to the episode. After getting fact-checked by Twitter last week... President Trump has signed an executive order to weaken social media companies. Was he throwing a strop after being parred by Twitter, or was he right to do so? Well, in this week's podcast, we will be having a look at some of the controversial conspiracies surrounding some of the most popular social media sites. Social media has caused frenzy and controversy ever since its inception. Do either of you guys have a guess at how many people worldwide now use social media? Uh, maybe two billion. Not a bad guess. Three. 3 billion. All right, I can tell you John is correct. There are currently 3 billion people in the world using social media. And fittingly, we'll be looking at three conspiracies on the subject. Strap in, we'll be doing 3 billion. (laughs) I wish wish we had time for that. I'm sure the viewers would love it. So without further ado, Callum, get us started, please. Right. Thank you, Luke. My theory concerns censorship on the website Reddit, specifically that of anti-Chinese sentiment. I'm sure you've both heard of Reddit, the self-titled front page of the internet, a platform that hosts communities known as subreddits, covering every topic you can imagine. I think I've read it before. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me personally, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with the platform. It's great for finding communities based around the things you're interested in, but as you broaden your scope to the larger subreddits, it quickly devolves into a cesspool of attention-seeking and uninformed opinions from people who haven't bothered to read further than the title of an article. This is mainly due to the karma system, where users try to accumulate upvotes by posting threads and comments that garner positive attention, while anything that doesn't fit the narrative gets downvoted into oblivion, results in very one-sided discussions. So I like it. If you like Echo Chambers, it's the perfect place for you. Yeah, if you like Echo Chambers, it's the perfect place for you. Have we got an Echo? Uh... Anyway, another issue is that the anonymity of profiles allows users to intentionally or unintentionally spread inaccurate information, so long as it sounds vaguely factual as many users prefer not to check their facts, especially when there's an agenda to push. Is this a dig at John? <laughs> not directly, no. It's not a dig at anyone apart from just the Reddit community in general. And John had to switch his news source from Yik Yak to Reddit. I know, devastated. Yeah, one of the biggest travesties of social media, how to completely not understand your platform and run it into the ground after a year. Oh, rest in peace, Yik Yak. So good. First year of uni, it was popping off. <laughs> it was. But yeah, so there are many other problems with Reddit, especially following its growth to becoming one of the largest social media platforms. I, I mean, I'm not a big Reddit user, but isn't there just some really dodgy stuff on there? Oh, yeah. It does allow a lot of they not suitable for work posts, but even within that tag for of explicit material, there's some very dodgy stuff that's been on the past. Some of it's been removed, some of it hasn't. Well, it depends Again. on the moderator, because each subreddit has a moderator. And if you've got a really lenient one, then there's not a lot Reddit do about stopping stuff yeah. being put on the site. It says, 
there's nearly a million different communities so it's it was once described as the biggest website that nobody's ever heard of but it's now yeah. right into the mainstream so i saying so the root of this conspiracy theory centers around reddit's apparent commitment to preserving free speech and how that has changed the platform has expanded and attracted more mainstream attention from corporate entities and governments alike while no definitive commitment was ever outlined by the founders Steve Huffman and Alexis Ohanian. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> Do you care to explain to the viewers um, the origins of the Hunyan meme, or is that a bit too niche? Far too niche. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> exactly. When we get big enough, we'll do it about us, all the hidden yeah. memes and in-jokes that we reference, despite no one recognising them apart from, say, our immediate friend group. They draw my life. So, so back to Reddit's commitment or sort of vague commitment for, to free speech. Many users had interpreted the site's relaxed attitude to controversial content as a complete endorsement of free speech, regardless of the potential implications. In the past, there have been several contradictory statements from owners and CEOs. For example, in 2012, the then CEO Yishan Wong said, We stand for free speech. This means we are not going to ban any distasteful subreddits. We will not ban legal content, even if we find it odious or if we personally condemn it. Could say mine have got the wong end of the stick there. Oh, oh that, that's falling. <laughs> Apologise. <laughs> got that old wong. <laughs> <laughs> However, the current CEO, who actually returns to Reddit after leaving for a period of years, Steve Huffman, who was the founder as well, has said that neither he nor Alexis, the other co-founder, intended for the site to become a bastion for free speech. Such comments coincided with conceited efforts by the team to clean up the site, removing numerous controversial communities, things like r slash jailbait, r slash watch people die, r slash brain cells, etc. Some very, really dodgy communities. I remember watch people die, and there's some that are still similar now. I don't know what the other two Oh, that's so. Well, I know, I know what jailbait is going yeah, to be. That is brain yeah, apparently there's a bigger expose about genuine child pornography being circulated on Reddit than by yeah, wouldn't surprise me. That got a lot of negative attention. They've also restricted the reach of other subreddits, most notably the Donald Trump subreddit. This was seen as an attempt to make the website more advertiser friendly, boosting revenue on a platform where it's difficult to target specific users due to the anonymity of the user base. So, how does this relate back to China? Well, on the subject of revenue, there was a recent investment by Chinese mega corporation Tencent, which is worth around in the reason. Oh, I know Tencent. They're the kings of censorship. From what I've read as well. So this investment was worth in the region of 150 to 300 million US dollars and was enough to send shockwaves throughout Redditors from all backgrounds, from the most ardent tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists to the more innocent normies who just want some cat videos and some funny memes. Communities were inundated with reports that Tencent plays a vital role in the censorship machine that is the Chinese internet access operating hand-in-hand with the Chinese government to hide, block and ban posts and individuals that threaten the state-mandated narrative. Yeah, they own WeChat, don't they, which is the Facebook equivalent of China, and you can't say anything bad about the government on there, or you you can't. Yeah, exactly. And they've got a lot of power, and lots of people basically up in arms about it. And I, I can confirm that when I was out in China, just tried to search random stuff on uh, their Google equivalent and nothing comes up at all. It's really crazy. Mm. If you think how free the internet is here. I mean, the worst the worst thing about the whole three weeks there was not being able to contact my two co-hosts. 
<laughs> You're trying to report back. I was. <laughs> Interestingly, but perhaps unsurprisingly, Reddit is blocked in China. What isn't? Yeah, that is YouTube, Facebook, they've got their own versions, haven't they? I can't think of anything that isn't. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. We're talking about Crazy Frog as well. I'm just trying to think of like one main... I think BBC News is allowed. That's not the only thing I've got in my head right now. BBC News. <laughs> Sky Sports News was allowed. I remember that. That's the important one. You've been keeping up with these CSNL, haven't you? Oh, they have got the rights to show it, haven't they, actually? Yeah. Like, in typical Reddit style, users reacted by posting inflammatory images like President Xi photoshopped onto Winnie the Pooh, which has been banned in China since 2017. Yeah, another as that's the list. Is that a common thing? Does he look like him or something? Yeah. I, think, I think it's just a big on-running meme. I've never really seen it, but it just every time China gets mentioned in a negative light, people just keep mentioning, don't let um, Xi Ping, or whatever his name is, doesn't want this image seen. It's a picture of his face photoshopped onto Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Type in Winnie the Pooh on Google. There's a website, if you scroll down a bit, it's called winniethepooh.disney.com. Click on it, and it no longer takes you to Winnie the Pooh because it's like Disney got a stake in China, haven't they? So they got Disneyland Shanghai. So even the Winnie oh, the Pooh wow, Disney yeah. site no longer takes you to Winnie the Pooh. And I mean, it's it's it. yeah, you're right. I mean, how insecure can you be? That's what I don't understand. It's an innocent children's cartoon. I, I know. It's just funny. Like, you, you should embrace it by censoring it to the extent that it's censored in the United Kingdom. You just so anything like that. If someone's taking a mickey out of you to tell them stop, and I want nothing to do with it, they're going to do it more and more. And even uh, <laughs> presidents of the most, one of the most powerful nations in the world. Exactly. Yeah. So other banned images, of course, uh, anything to do with the Tank Man and the infamous Tiananmen Square massacre. Obviously, one of the things you definitely don't want to search in China, or you're getting a knock on your door. Mm. That guy had balls of steel. Absolutely, are still. What's mad is you only see, you only see the cropped image. You don't see the full line of tanks when it's ever it's posted. I think it's fair to say he was not alive the next day. No, <laughs> oh, he wasn't the only one. Oh, which we'll carry on to my next point. So one such image was posted to one of the most popular subreddit r slash pics, which has over twenty million subscribers. What do they post on there? It's normally um, pictures. <laughs> but yeah, it's not the picture the most important thing it's always the backstory so say someone who's just recovered from cancer always gets a fair few upvotes or please give us some love reddit those sorts of things they even lap that stuff up <laughs> whereas a more cynical among us can't see what it is just basically karma whoring I do remember one that sort of caused a bit of controversy, which was a person showing a picture of his dying wife and saying, this is the last thing, the last time I ever spoke to my wife. And your first thought was to post it on Reddit. I find out that didn't sit right. I know. No, it's very intimate, isn't it? Something like that. Well, I suppose anything for internet fame these days. Like setting up a podcast. Exactly. I mean, you're not, you're not anyone if you don't have a podcast nowadays, thanks to lockdown. Anyway, so this image depicted the aftermath of the massacre, featuring bodies piled into a gutter in Beijing. This post gained over 173,000 upvotes and over 4,000 comments, reaching the top of the Reddit front page before being deleted, seemingly without reason. Naturally, this caused outrage with accusations levelled against the moderators of r slash pics of shilling for China. What was the reason for posting the picture in the first place i think it was actually in response to ten happened ages ago to the news of 10 cents investing this money oh, into China. i think right okay i think as well reddit pics does post a lot of historical events like here's yeah. a guy in a world war one trench or oh, okay. i think it was originally meant for like piece of stunning photography or things with great historical meaning and there's no arguing that that image ticks both those boxes yeah but the, the other thing they supposedly don't allow 
politics in there or there's some under a very extenuating circumstances and it's the fact that it also was tied up within the midst of the hong kong protests were really gaining traction at this point that's another thing that may have had people up in arms thinking that the chinese influence from the 10 cent takeovers allowed the government to censor this um, post yeah the, the thing with that i'd say as well is reddit became huge in hong kong during the protests they really took to reddit to try and spread word of what was happening to them so mm. it wouldn't surprise me if the reaction from china was to shut that down shut the hong kong protesters having a platform to tell the rest of the world what was going on properly yeah funny you should mention that hold that thought but i'll be touching a lot more on the hong kong protests in just a bit moderators were forced to reinstate the post attempting to justify their decision as it violated the subreddit's rules but enraged users weren't buying it they claimed it removed valuable discussion including posts from apparent survivors of the massacre given that this took place in the midst of the ongoing protests may have added further weight to those conspiracies that china was behind the takedown and either paid off the moderators or just exerted their influence through the stake held by 10 cents on the subject of hong kong there have been other controversial occurrences centering around pro hong kong material on reddit i'm sure everyone listening is aware of what's going on with the protesters they're demonstrating against reforms proposed by the chinese government that would have allowed extradition from hong kong to mainland china while this threat was withdrawn in september china have actually been able to pass a new national security law which critics believe could be used to crack down on rights and political activists this may or may not have taken advantage of the distraction caused by coronavirus, which they may or may not have released on purpose. See our other two episodes of details. Yeah, podcast one and four <laughs> for those interested. Got some great news. Yeah. But back to Hong Kong. Users in the Hong Kong subreddit have highlighted further incidents that seem to suggest further meddling by the Chinese regime. In light of the growing global awareness of the protests, the pro-Hong Kong subreddit, r slash Hong Kong, was growing its user base <laughs> rapidly which saw it feature regularly on a Reddit list for the fastest growing communities. It topped the list for two weeks before mysteriously vanishing, perhaps the result of pro-China intervention. I didn't realise it vanished. Yeah, that, that does seem like a smoking gun, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that red that subreddit before the protest was literally so dead. It was just, it's a lovely picture of Hong Kong. But then during the protest, it went absolutely crazy. But yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realise it. Mm. kind of went into oblivion. I suppose they would frequently make the, the front page with information about the protest, pictures of the protest. So surely if China was exerting or its will and suppressing them, they wouldn't actually be able to reach the, the hot tab on your Reddit. You say China, though, I don't know how much sway, because if you, if you inject a load of money in, you're not the one running the website still. So even if they've given a brief to not let stuff like that reach the front page or whatever, sometimes it could go unnoticed. And then you don't know that they hadn't been removed as soon as they did hit front page. Because yeah. I do remember seeing stuff like that become very big, but then it never seemed to hang around for very long. There's that thing with pop posts on Reddit only seems to last for around a day before they get replaced by the next post that gains a load of upvotes. But say you mentioned like the, the value, they might not have the controlling stake. Say, so the $150 million purchase it was definitely not a controlling share for the company. Reddit's valued around $2.7 billion at the time of the sale. So this would theoretically give Tencent roughly 5% control over Reddit, if that's exactly what mm -hmm. this uh, money was used for, buying a stake rather than just being an investment. So you would think that the remaining 95% of the corporation would be able to go against this. If you really do believe it is 5%. I mean, Tencent are the biggest company in China. They have a huge market and everyone has to use their apps essentially in China. So they're yeah. so wealthy that 2.7 billion would arguably be nothing to them, especially to censor a site like Reddit to favour their government. Exactly. I think Tencent was the first Chinese company to 
exceed $500 billion in value. So yeah, that basically just dwarf Reddit in terms of strictly monetary value. So back to the um, mysteriously vanishing um, oh, slash Hong Kong on this um, gro- list of growing communities. You could argue potentially it had reached its peak amount of growth and other communities were growing, and growing faster because everyone who was invested in the protests had now started following it. But I wouldn't explain it being number one at one day, then the next day could be completely vanished from this list because basically it's calculated on how many people are subscribing to this Reddit site every day. Another questionable occurrence was that other users reported being unable to find the r slash Hong Kong using Reddit search function. This was posted numerous times in r slash Hong Kong and other pro-free speech and anti-censorship subreddits claiming it was the result of Chinese interference. So instead, a much smaller community called r slash Hong underscore Kong. That was your first suggestion when you typed in just words H-O-N-G for Hong. You, know, you get the predicted searches coming up. Mm-hmm. So this only has a couple of thousand subscribers at the time people were noticing this compared to r slash Hong Kong, maybe have at least 200,000, quite possibly a lot more given how fast it was growing. And this subreddit is also rife with anti-Hong Kong protest memes. Ah, oh, there we go. And have accused the victims of the protests, say, of priest brutality, racism, def- attempts to defame the demonstrations, as well as silencing first-hand accounts of the hundreds of thousands in slash Hong Kong. Who exactly were they racist to? Perceivers and Chinese racism. Uh, they are the same race, but... I suppose it's more semantics when it comes down yeah, to this yeah. thing. Is this perhaps further evidence of pro-Hong Kong suppression by the pro-Chinese Tencent, this baseless scaremongering people trying to further their own cause? Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm, obviously, in China, you expect this to be censored completely. The people in mainland China were believing, you know, these Hong Kong protesters are terrorists, they're attacking police, they're killing police, they've got no reason to do this. It wouldn't surprise me um, China saw that news was spreading and support for Hong Kong was spreading in the Western world that they're trying to something or anything to censor it and Tencent are a huge company that can afford to do that. Yeah, it's just the timings of it all that seems to be the most coincidental. And you might say, as we mentioned earlier, the whole Tiananmen Square incident on Reddit, which has been accused in the past of having power-hungry moderators who love to ban individuals, delete posts seemingly on a whim, and then force very strict guidelines on what can and can't be posted. So I guess you bit of a power trip despite not actually being paid or salaried members of Reddit. They're doing it off their own back for free. And people have had lots of problems in the past. Yeah, so I'll just basically throw it over to you guys. Got any finishing thoughts on this uh, conspiracy? Think there's any um, actual hard truth to it? Or is it just sort of scaremongering and people looking for causation when there is none, try, just believing they're being suppressed when something would just be like an algorithmical issue, just a glitch randomly not being able to find your subreddits on the search function? I don't know. I definitely find it fishy. The timings are very off. And actually, my theory might end up supporting yours quite a bit because in a way, there's very similar issues and similar reasons with the social media sites I'm going to mention. I would be definitely interested in seeing, because you mentioned this new security law, which is basically meaning the death of Hong Kong's autonomy. It'd be so interesting to see how the posts about the Hong Kong protests that are going to occur now go in Reddit, whether they... Because if, if they're non-existent in Reddit, then this gives this argument a huge support. 
Exactly. It sort of did seem to die down when coronavirus really took hold, but now it's now people are actually able to get out of lockdown and start protesting again. They're really cranking it up now in the wake of this new law that's been passed. So how long yeah. will that actually be able to persist for before China really gets a hold of protesters that start really controlling their internet access? Even though so Reddit is banned it's in China, obviously not banned in Hong Kong yet. And of course, people around the world are now very much aware of the situation and trying to offer their support. Yeah, it'd definitely be interesting to see how Reddit responds to the upcoming protest. And what about you, John? You got any thoughts? Yeah, I think it's pretty compelling. I think, you know, the, the, the timing between buying a share, albeit not a controlling one, but still a significant investment, you would think, you know, you could, you could just write it down as a savvy business move, seeing the growth potential in Reddit, and they're just trying to make a bit of quick money, but you feel like uh, a website that contains posts that are very much anti-China at times, especially the Hong Kong ones, you'd think they wouldn't really want to be associated with that, and they would use maybe th- threats or whatever power they do have with their money to change that. Mm. I think the the Hong Kong thing's strange because normally the way algorithms work is if you type in Hong Kong or whatever, it's gonna it will first search for an exact match. So if if you're typing in Hong Kong and you're it's coming up with Hong underscore Kong rather than just Hong Kong, something's been altered in that algorithm, presumably intentionally. So that that is a strange one. It also says we think the numbers as well, the comparative size of the two different subreddits. Surely on any search topic, the most popular searches are queued to come up first that's just the way a search engine works unless you have well, things yeah, exactly. to hide because you can obviously hide things within the algorithm so maybe it has been sort of like shadow banned quite a popular reddit phrase yeah should we uh, give some ratings then uh yeah i'll get you started um i think it's a really interesting conspiracy for sure whenever china's involved it always gets interesting because you're just never really sure what they're capable of what they'll actually do and it's having a huge impact on world politics by the sound of it. If China can get a hold of such a important site, um, not necessarily important, but a site that does shape what people see about the world, is able to control what the world sees, it's going to have a huge impact on people's perceptions. So for a conspiracy, I'm going to give it a solid 7.5. In terms of believability, I'd actually say this is one of the most believable conspiracies we've ever had. Obviously, Tencent are the kings of censorship. They own lots of Chinese companies which is heavily heavily censored and the timings are so fishy and why else would they be interested in reddit so i'm actually going to give this a seven on believability as well Well, that's very high good stuff there what about you john yeah similar here i think i think in terms of conspiracy it's it's very interesting that that chinese company perhaps with government sway in china and influence uh, from the chinese government would take an active interest in reddit they're hand in hand with the chinese government for the way their censorship works yeah exactly so they may have been told by china you know make an investment in reddit because we're seeing things we don't want to see and it's spreading the word amongst the whole world really about the hong kong protests and the public opinion on reddit was always very pro hong kong uh, and anti-china regarding them so yeah i think it's really interesting i think i'll go seven and a half as well as luke think in terms of believability i might go over seven and a half again because there's a few things stopping me from going higher just in terms of i have seen hong kong pro hong kong posts go like to the top of the page uh like to the front page and the fact that the subreddit hong kong was able to gain so much traction in the first place maybe would suggest otherwise but i think you can counter those by saying they can't keep an eye on everything and and because of the size of their stake it isn't perhaps they don't have as much sway as you might think i will i will say one more thing because um i don't actually check reddit 
that often, so this might not be totally factual. But after the um, security law news the other day, I did have a quick look and I saw nothing on the front page at all. I don't know mm. if it ended up getting on there later. Or... Yeah, I don't think I recall seeing anything. I'm on there every day, pretty much. The addiction, I swear. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. It's definitely something I'd have expected. To yeah, especially on multiple yeah. news websites or news world news. You think somewhere, or even just from the Hong Kong. Exactly. I mean, this is an issue that has resulted in Mike Pompeo saying Hong Kong's no longer got its special status with the US, and alongside that, the UK also saying they could give citizenship to. 300,000 uh, Hong Kong citizens. So it's a big issue and it hasn't made the front page at all, which is interesting. Yeah, so I suppose I'll just follow up on that. The only maybe holds this one backstage, just what I mentioned about sort of power-hungry moderators maybe just removing posts here and there with regards to the Tiananmen Square one on r slash pics. Yeah, I guess also coronavirus could have helped it get swept under the rug. Yeah, so it's, been, it's not exactly been a slow news few months, has it? You've basically had everything kicking off and then some. But like, the yeah. biggest thing is, is the timing of the event, the, the investment coming in, p- protests really taking a hold. And China wanted to was forced through this new law to take control back of Hong Kong and to remove their liberties. So by my rating, I suppose anything involving China has automatically got our interest on this podcast. And it also creates it rather, makes it rather difficult for us to film sometimes. Not sure there's a coincidence there, but we do get kicked out of our calls as soon as China's mentioned sometimes. I oh, know. It's, it's, I can't explain to you guys. It's unreal. Like people listening, every time we mention China, we get booted out of our call. And we, when we filmed the British royal family, we, we were smooth the whole whole time we were recording absolutely sp- yeah, this one we've already had to start the thing over three times it's ridiculous but yeah for my rating i'll basically follow suit i'll give it a strong seven i suppose it's one of those ones that could develop further and we it's just uh, one thing say holding it back on the believability front is just you can't see the exact all the algorithms that are involved with how posts get pushed into different areas and sometimes it could just be a case of human error or someone getting a bit too carried away with deleting things Maybe the moderator might have been paid off by ten cent. You never know. But again, it's got a strong believability for me. I think I'll go for just slightly under you guys because I know how Reddit works a little bit more. And I think there's a lot of people who have noticed that certain individuals and maybe bot posts can manipulate how um, things get seen. So I'm going to go for six point five in believability. But a good conspiracy theory overall. I think good to kick this one off with social media. So uh, I believe I'm passing it back over to Luke for his theory. Sort of maybe following on from mine. I think he mentions. Thanks for that, Callum. Before I jump into my conspiracy, I'm going to ask a quick question. Hopefully, your views will be in line with what I'm about to explain. So I'm going to ask you guys, because I'm going to talk about two apps in this um, conspiracy. What two apps would you say have really grown in popularity during the whole quarantine lockdown situation? I think I know the answer. TikTok and Zoom. Thanks for that, Callum. You nailed that. I'm glad you got that. Saves my blushes there. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I like to think I'm still just about in touch with the younger folk. (laughs) I would have got that horrendously wrong. I was going to say Netflix and Disney Plus. Ah, Disney Plus is a good shout, actually. I'll give you that one. So my conspiracy does build on what Callum said, but it takes it kind of from a different angle. And my conspiracy is that China has used coronavirus as a way to popularize two Chinese social media apps in the Western world, such that it could infiltrate the Western world and spy on us. Uh, I'm not really going to go into how China's used coronavirus because we touched on that in previous episodes. So check those out exactly we are experts on this topic so check those episodes <laughs> out if you want to get more of a perspective on that and yeah as i mentioned they're using these apps to spy on us in the western world so yeah they're using tiktok and zoom i feel sorry for the poor guys 
who are analyzing the TikToks because I mean they're gonna need <laughs> they're gonna need a machine ten times more complex than Alan Turing's Enigma to understand why the hell British teenagers are belting out savage gardens truly madly deeply whilst necking a couple of yeah. Stellas in the garden. They've got to have a high tolerance for cringeworthy <laughs> content as well. Oh. Some of them are awful. See, every day on the news, I mean, they try to post like, say, a heartwarming story at the end. It's always talking about TikTok and how these people are using it to brighten up their days in lockdown and stuff. It seems weird. It's almost like they're shilling for TikTok as well. It's like, get used TikTok, use TikTok. <laughs> yeah, so I will start with TikTok. TikTok is a Chinese company. In China alone, it's got four billion downloads just in china which is crazy because there's 1.5 billion people which means on average each person's downloaded it three times i don't know whether that's because <laughs> they're getting new phones or they're deleting it and re-downloading it i mean i do it with some apps i'm sure callum has mentioned he has a love-hate relationship with reddit so he's probably downloaded <laughs> that a few fair few times not quite that, but i have sort of deleted and then installed certain apps sometimes yeah yeah exactly uh, and in john's case it's tinder so. <laughs> so um like other social media apps tiktok has the ability to extract personal information such as gps location browsing history contacts and even facial recognition and this theory argues that instead of using it in a respectful manner by selling it onto advertisers to hound you like our western social media apps do it's going to the chinese government so they can use it to oppress your freedom and spy well, I've wow. certain controversies about TikTok, but not relating to directly Chinese spying. It's more to the nature of some of the content that's been on there. But I'm definitely interested to hear what this angle is on it, because there's definitely been some very questionable stuff that people have found on TikTok, given how wide its user base is, and certain things will slip through the if if there even is a net for monitoring, like, protecting their users. Yeah, I don't really know who protects the users, whether it's, for example, in America, if there's an American base for that, or whether it's just all down to the Chinese company itself. I, I don't know how that works. Because obviously there's been these issues with TikTok and explicit material from underage people. And there's also an old older fan base on TikTok as well, and they have access to material. So it's been very controversial besides this whole Chinese angle. And as, as Callum mentioned, Tencent, the... Uh, and its famous Chinese social media app WeChat censors anything bad about China and its history. TikTok does the exact same. Many posts about the Uyghur Muslims, Hong Kong protests, Tiananmen Square, and so on have been removed. And now we have millions and millions of users being influenced by this app, and this app will not have a bad word to say about China. So the difference really between WeChat and TikTok is TikTok is used massively in the Western world. So now China is having an influence on censorship within the Western world. TikTok eventually does become the number one social media site, which would not surprise me the way it's um, risen so fast it would be brilliant news for china they would have a social media app dominating the western world whereby searches on atrocities by china will have zero hits additionally the home page can be manipulated in a way such that any anti-american post can be seen by all for example the anti-police and anti-establishment protests in minneapolis this week could be appearing on the front page whereas any protests in hong kong are not to be seen anywhere and this way tiktok can influence its users to have a more pro-Chinese stance. Got anyone dropping TikTok dances to Firestarter in Minneapolis? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't use TikTok at all, but I'd assume there's some, oh, yeah. some I mean, there has to be lots of stuff. It's also like Snapchat now, the way it's going, just take video anything and you can fancy a bit of fancy editing, you've got a hit, or a chance for a hit. There you go, Callum. Come yeah. TikTok famous by this but, time. But week. what's crazy for me is, say, if I try to become TikTok famous, how heavily it's marketed to young children, or seemingly young children, teenagers... Yeah. 
that's exactly um, the issue here with the influence they can have. The target audience includes our very own job, <laughs> but it's obviously massively aimed at younger audiences. The va- yeah, the vast majority of people using TikTok are young children. And you might ask two questions here. Firstly, why is John on an app with lots of young children? But, <laughs> really? But secondly, <laughs> secondly, this is an app for young children. Why would China want to know who has a crush on who in French high schools? And you might think it's stupid to target this young audience, but maybe, as we've mentioned, they're looking to manipulate rather than spy. Kids believe almost anything and everything, and kids using TikTok are young. So if they were to see posts, this could influence their beliefs such that they uh, take more pro-Chinese stance and more anti-Western stance. For example, I believe God was a hippo for four years because my cousin told me. <laughs> and John actually believed WWE was real until he was 19. <laughs> A little bit younger. Yeah. I suppose it's just um, capturing the naivety of these children. Because they see their friends getting popular. They think, oh, I want some of this. That's how much social media and influencers just have um, a hold of the younger generation. I speak like a proper oldie now. But it is mad how everyone wants to be internet famous. Like The YouTuber regularly tops the most desired jobs of children in primary schools and secondary schools. It's just a chilled lifestyle, isn't it? You get loads of money and realistically... I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of editing and work that goes into it, but it's it's fun yeah, to do. So it just seems so simple now, and it's just directly short attention yeah. span videos scroll through, keep popping up. Anything can be shoved into your recommended feed. I mean, my younger sister is 15, and she's obsessed with TikTok, and she's she doesn't care about school. And you tell her school's important, you need grades, and she says, "Oh, I just become TikTok famous, so it doesn't matter." Oh, I mean, they're just taking it in without thinking it. So as you're saying, Chai could sort of slowly manipulate um, people's thoughts just because they maybe subconsciously see some anti-American propaganda, won't even think anything of it. Yeah, and I mean, these the people who are using the app are definitely the easiest people to influence just because of their age and what they know at that stage of life so if china could target these kids with pro-chinese propaganda this the world be china's Mm -hmm. oyster and with the new security law looking to increase censorship in hong kong we're seeing these apps potentially giving china a foot to censor the whole world as well i say one more thing about tiktok i remember it was big a couple of years ago and it's completely fizzled out i don't know what happened there i've suddenly seen this massive revival like it's come ugly so much bigger than it was when it hit its peak popularity a couple of years ago and that was big this is i guess the thing with um this theory is that tiktok has been around for years i just think Obviously, in lockdown and quarantine, more people are going to be on their phones. But it's like the Reddit one. Very odd timing how big it's become mm-hmm. during this whole coronavirus scare. It's because but it's just like everyone's using it. It's like nurses and in their scrubs doing TikTok videos and stuff in the peak of the, the pandemic. Yeah. So. so there we go. TikTok could be um, influencing young children across the world and giving China access to target these kids with their propaganda. But arguably more worryingly would be Zoom. Although Zoom is an American company set up in Silicon Valley, it is owned by Chinese-born and Chinese-educated Eric Yuan. Additionally, Zoom's development team mainly operates in China. Now, Zoom is a company that has also been around for years, but personally not one that I'd heard till very recently, until the lockdown started. Uh, It shot to fame during the lockdown, and the worrying, worrying thing this theory says about Zoom is that it's now used in a large majority of business meetings across the world. The main alternative is Microsoft Teams. And you know what that means, guys? That means either China or Bill Gates is listening to all the world's business. Trying to secretly vaccinate us over the internet. Yeah. 
the Rock and a hard place. two biggest villains in the world, China and Bill Gates, are battling. <laughs> well, it's out. also Zoom's also been used for some schools as well. I've seen like Zoom um, teaching and lessons. You have the more people than teams. Given that this theory is going to touch on the fact that um, these meetings are being given back to China, is also very worrying that the British government had cabinet meetings on Zoom too. I mean, sp- spying on worldwide business meetings is it's a dream come true for a government. Maybe um, private companies, but not the sorry, the government would know better and have their own system. As I mentioned, the alternative is Microsoft Teams. Microsoft does have one upper hand on Zoom. And like TikTok, where they're having to cipher through all these videos of kids doing stupid dances, Zoom is having to listen through numerous <laughs> quizzes. So in the Callum himself is a huge advocate for <laughs> Yes, I'm not that bored in lockdown yet. And just to explain a bit more why people believe Zoom is a issue, the University of Toronto found that Zoom meetings were encrypted using an algorithm with serious well-known weaknesses and also used keys issued by servers in China, even when meeting participants are all in North America. Whether this is very fishy or just down to cheaper labor and infrastructure costs in China is an argument that I'll hand over to you guys. What do you think? I say I'm not saying I'm lapping this up, but it's basically touching on all the issues I've had with TikTok and then to an extent Zoom as well. I remember being very skeptical of it when I learned that it was obviously had these links to China. I remember it being yeah. highlighted in the news. It wasn't very um, good with its privacy settings. It was quite um, lax on security. And you've mentioned these algorithms and how it could either be easily unencrypted or it's just encrypted its way. It's going straight yeah. to China anyway. As you mentioned, there. most of their infrastructure is based over there. Another thing I will mention about Zoom is, um, I mean, up until a few months ago, if you wanted to talk to your friends, you'd be like, oh yeah, do you want a video call? Do you want to have a group call? But now all of a sudden, everyone's just saying, do you want to Zoom? It's, yeah, it's, it's, re- it's really come out. Always Skype was the first video call thing that was really taken off. And so Facebook Messenger offers it, WhatsApp offers it. It's Facebook's had its own history of really poor privacy and security in the past. I think people might be slightly over that. I guess that's what where this theory falls down for both TikTok and Zoom is that, I mean, all other social media apps are very, very similar. They're just not based yeah. in China. And I mean, Zoom's not even actually based in China. It's just set up by a Chinese educated and Chinese. It's, it's a bit of a say, sad reality. No matter what platform you use, your data is going to be stored somewhere and there's a potential for people to either hack into that system or just to be looking through it anyway. So whether it's yeah. cyber attack by a foreign government or something, trying to not sure what they particularly gain from multiple pub quizzes and, I don't know, film group viewings, but I'm just interested in there to <laughs> inform their next way to target the youth of, with their propaganda. But I don't know, but there's definitely cause for concern. Even in the TikTok, with when you had how young the user base is and how widely spread it's becoming. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I, I guess with the TikTok influence thing, I guess you could argue YouTube was the same and obviously that was American but yeah switching hands to the Chinese now for the uh, influence and it's just like as these things get bigger and bigger from a say, moral standpoint but it just becomes harder and harder to moderate every single thing that's getting posted so people could be getting but Chinese um, spying aside people could be getting exposed to all sorts of things they really shouldn't be seeing all sorts of legal activity explicit material especially with the underage user base it's just it doesn't sit right Right, thanks for that. Do you want to give your rating? Yeah, sure. I'm going to say it's a good, really good conspiracy. Very topical. Just follow on nicely from mine as well. Nice little theme running through this podcast so far, given the lockdown situation and the Chinese influence, which we do seem to be going on quite a lot with our podcast. Bit of a theme. 
as in she it's nothing per- <laughs> say it's nothing personal not sure what's three um uk based um i don't know what, what, what just just three guys could do against the massive chinese government but you never know starting a little revolution here in our homes but say anything to do with china is always prime conspiracy material because there is so much going on with this the amount of censorship and spying and everything that's and now they have potentially got access to the most say malleable in terms of they haven't formed their world views and opinions yet they should be easily influenced they've managed to get that in the form of brightly colored easy to digest videos of people dancing and stuff how easily they can manipulate algorithms to show them what they want them to see oh it's going to be a solid i think i'll give it an eight on this one and say believability again is another high one just because we know that china is very much fond of being in control of its citizens and also trying to extend its reach beyond its borders. And with TikTok and Zoom, it seems like the perfect opportunity, given that it is spread through the youth like wildfire. Even, say, adults and people you wouldn't expect to be using TikTok are filming themselves doing dances with their children and all sorts. Like, anything that can be videoed is getting videoed on TikTok. Ridiculous. I would say it's another high believability. It's another seven for me on believability. Just because they've got the motive and they've got the means which to harvest the data. Thanks for that, John. Yeah, I think it's really conspiracy as usual. I, th- I like the fact that there's a link between the emergence of TikTok and Zoom as well as coronavirus and that both allegedly at least stemmed from China. So you never know, there may or may not be a link there. I think as well with Zoom and the problems you mentioned, like security issues, the company I work for has banned us from using Zoom for any company meetings because of those security issues. So I don't know whether they're paranoid about being spied on or hacked into or whatever, but yeah, we're not allowed to use it. Certainly interesting, that. Yeah, exactly. Sound moves. It's a weird one. Yeah, <laughs> sounds sensible. Yeah, I think it's because of get this in your emails to the ceo love it it'll be very 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 uh, to find this decision uh, uh, companies all across the world will be switching off soon once they hear this <laughs> so for any of my investor friends sell your zoom shares now once this podcast drops <laughs> so yeah in terms of the experience as a whole i'll, I'll give it a seven and a half i think it's really good in terms of believability i think the zoom part of it i, I find pretty believable really you know that there's known security issues and that it has really very much come out of nowhere and we're almost being pushed to use zoom rather than the traditional means but it's even despite the fact it's a lot more of a hassle because you have to use like a computer i think rather than just do it on facebook messenger which people have already got set up so i think all the zoom stuff is quite believable i think got a few more issues maybe with the idea of them using tiktok um Point I would say, yeah, exactly. Coming to the defense, but the first point I would say is TikTok doesn't have a homepage. You just get recommended videos based on what you've already watched. So it wouldn't be a sense of things could come up on a homepage. I suppose you could make a case at pro China videos or whatever. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure they couldn't make like, tags in the algorithm. Just yeah, but you'd, you'd think they wouldn't go that far in terms of likes and stuff. So, but they could always use bots to to increase the amount of people who see it. I, I think they wouldn't use TikTok to kind of push agendas as such. I, you may have more of a case that they'd use it for spying. Or is literally a case of you're setting up a camera in your house and filming yourself. There's already as well. Thought I'd mention. There's already proof that TikTok uh, and presumably its owners are having influence on Western culture because there are some songs that have been made famous only by appearing in TikTok, songs that no one had ever heard of. So one of them is uh, Deathbed, Coffee for Your Head. Yeah, that as well. So there's about five or six songs that have no one had ever heard of and have been featured in TikToks and are now kind of have been in the top 10 in the UK charts. So I don't know whether they, maybe they'll be, I don't know, clutching at straws a bit here, but maybe they'll start encouraging people to make TikToks using 
Chinese music to get I mean, a big over here. Say, <laughs> I, really don't know, that, but I think now artists may actually be into trying to write their next TikTok hit song rather than writing a hit single, just something that's got that little 10 second hook. Well, exactly. You just need a little oh. catchy portion. And it all boils down to the money in the end anyway. So really I think the amount of plays you'll get, streams, etc. So, yeah. So, yeah, for believability, I think I'll go I'll go for a six on believability. It's... Not ruling it out, but need a little bit more. I'd just say one more thing for Luke, if this race, I didn't really take into account much on Zoom there, but you think with them, they've got the potential to monitor business meetings. Well, you would hope that your more important meetings wouldn't be done, conducted on Zoom, they'd conduct these other means using more secure means. I think they've got access to potential um, companies um, planning their next moves investments and stuff it's going to be massive of money if you've got kind of to harvest all this data and actually interpret it within enough time so you can definitely see why china if they were to be taking this or going down this avenue would want to have these basically have a little inside eye on every big meeting that's going on across companies yeah it's i guess it's very enigma like in that way is that you know a company's next move but you can't make it obvious you know but you need to do something so you can have be a step ahead of them so i guess that would suggest that these chinese companies are going to come to the forefront yeah. yeah i will i will say um when i was researching this i found it interesting as i always do but the fact that there was two kind of social media apps that had links to china that had become massive during coronavirus and lockdown really intrigued me even more and i mean reading into it it certainly became more believable for that reason i'm going to give it like a 6.5 as a conspiracy for believability i I think it's quite believable i'm going to say it's probably on the same level as the reddit one so i'm going to go for a 7.5 out of 10 on believability and yeah thanks for that thanks for listening to my conspiracy and now over to john see ya I'm going to be talking a little bit about voice recognition technology. So things like Siri, maybe a few of the dodgier things about that. So I'm talking Tomcat, are you including that in voice recognition? I don't know what that is. Oh, do you not remember that? No. Oh, I remember that. It was like, apparently his eyes would like, it was oh, like yeah. some old man's eyes behind it. I do remember that now. God. No, I'm not touching on that. Maybe I should have. But yeah, in the last couple of years... The emergence of big data has brought with it further advances to artificial intelligence and to human voice recognition. So billed as a simple hands-free method of communication, voice recognition has exploded onto the scene, built into many of the most high-profile electronic goods on the market. Almost all mobile devices now have some form of voice recognition as a major feature. Siri was launched in 2011 with the iPhone 4S and has featured in every iPhone since. Microsoft also since launched Cortana in 2014. Yeah, one one thing I'll say is that we should really be careful what we say on this podcast because I do own a Huawei phone, so China are listening. Oh, oh no. <laughs> well, no. America are listening too. Let's throw Google into the mix as well. <laughs> I've got an iPhone, so we've got all bases covered. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these features act as personal assistants with the basic premise being you can just ask them a question with your voice and receive a verbal response. This was always billed as being a playful, but not always entirely useful feature that you could ask simple questions such as what's the weather like to, but do they have a more sinister undertone? One thing I'll say on this is linking in with our other conspiracies. This isn't a conspiracy. This is just kind of a fun thing. If you ask Alexa, where is Hong Kong? Alexa will tell you that Hong Kong is in the United Kingdom, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. I don't know if it still does, but it did a couple of months ago. Is there any reason why? So it actually, actually says Hong Kong is a special administrative region of China in the United Kingdom. I have no idea why. I don't know where Alexa gets its facts from, whether it just takes it from Google or what. Maybe showing solidarity with the protesters. Oh, no, no. 
So yeah, initially the products, albeit whilst providing an interesting novelty, were not really used for anything complicated and were met with mixed reviews. Many users reported issues with the voice recognition and Siri's failure to pick out what they'd said. I know I, for one, have had that problem quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, I do too, and I'd consider us guys to have a pretty neutral accent. I know, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know what the issue is with it. So yeah, Siri uses software known as machine learning. It is constantly improving with every interaction. It monitors patterns of speech and uses the user's response and interaction to learn how best to answer the question next time it's asked. Apple aren't the only ones using machine learning either. It's a method employed by all the players in the AI virtual assistant market, including the now industry leader made by Amazon, Alexa. Either of you have an Alexa? No, never will. Scared of them? Very. Yeah, I mean, my family does. I find it a bit pointless, to be honest. Should you start questioning yourself when you're talking to an inanimate object? Yeah, I mean... My flatmate had one last year and he set it up so it was linked to like his lights and stuff. And he'd be like, Alexa, turn the lights on. Why not just get up and just yeah. and It's not exactly hard work. Oh, no. They'll say, oh, it's uh, only response to the wake up word Alexa. But surely for it to actually hear the word Alexa, it's got to be listening the whole time. Exactly. We'll get onto that a bit more. Oh, okay, good. But yeah, it strikes me as technology for technology's sake. You haven't really filled anything any gap in the market that was there to be filled. Exactly, yeah, it's so popular. It's like invented a problem and then came up with a solution to a problem that didn't exist. Precisely. Genius, to be fair. Yeah, the issue arises when allegations emerge that these voice recognition products do more than what they advertise. The idea behind them is that they only become active when they're given an activation command, such as Hey Siri or Alexa, and that they only perform the tasks the user asks them to do. So yeah, as Callum was saying... It begs the question, if they're only listening when you say the activation command, how are they hearing the activation command? They must be on all times. This is telekinesis. (laughs) You never know. So yeah, it's become apparent that this is not actually the case. In 2016, following allegations that Siri was listening into conversations at all times, a YouTube channel by the name of Neville, so I'm not sure if that was set up by Liz first or not, (laughs) just couldn't find that information. (laughs) If you don't understand that, head back to our Royal Family Conspiracy episode. But yeah, the channel by the name of Neville decided to set up an experiment. For context, they don't own a cat, but decided to mention the words cat food multiple times an hour around the home to see if anything would come of it. At no time did they use Siri during this experiment. They merely mentioned cat food in conversations, so surely nothing out of the ordinary would occur. Well, I think I can see where this might be going. <laughs> yeah. For those we've of you we've all had this, it. I was something we literally just mentioned is popping up on our advert. Oh, it seems to be becoming more and more common. Yeah, Wish were particularly notorious for that, at least on my recommended. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in a matter of days, their Facebook timelines were inundated with adverts for cat food, as well as their Amazon suggesteds and their Google adverts. Clearly, despite Apple claiming that Siri will only listen to you upon activation, it was in fact listening at all times and using that data to influence your purchasing choices. Even more interestingly, the data wasn't just being used by Apple, but by other brands, rivals such as Amazon and Google included. Clearly, Apple wouldn't give them such hard-to-gather consumer data for free, so it logically follows that they've sold this personal data, presumably for a large price. Are you sure it's not just coincidence and Purina went on just a massive promotion drive the day after the experiment, so to basically put pet food advertisements on every single place 
person's Facebook feed. I mean, it could be. I'd say the odds of that happening are more remote than of it being a bit more sinister. So yeah, Apple were forced to address the issue. And whilst they admitted to storing all audio data from your phone microphone, so not just from Siri, all of it, they said it was only to it was only actually used to improve Siri and was never sold. Now this seems unlikely given the aforementioned results, unless they want us to believe that this was just an extraordinary coincidence. Callum mentioned. There's just no defending that. You might as well just come out and say what's going on. You can't have such a big coincidence like that. So imagine it's not just this Neville person who's noticed the same effects. So you said in your introduction, we've all had this phenomenon occur where we're. If I mentioned something in conversation. The next few days, your adverts are covered in it. Could it not be as well? I guess Facebook has access to your phone microphone because it doesn't really make sense for Apple to care like about cat food and stuff because Apple would not be advertising anything to you. Like, where do Apple actually advertise products to sell? I suppose the idea behind it would be that they then sell that data on. Yeah. But yeah, you do. There are apps. I don't think you would use, have to do it on Amazon, but certainly on Facebook, you can be asked to enable your microphone. So it would follow that perhaps Facebook as an app could hear you as well. I don't know about Amazon, Google. Because cookies, I don't know how they work. Yeah, know. cookies is just what you search rather than what you say. So yeah, I mean, you can make it a bit more sense. Have less of a problem if you were searching for cat food, then you started getting advertisements for cat food, which normally, so you know, it normally happens after you've bought something, you're then flooded with advertisements for the thing you've already bought. I know. Right, here's a test. If cat food pops up on our Facebook, that's true. <laughs> cat food, cat food, cat food, cat food. Yeah, right, we'll confirm the results in the next podcast. <laughs> we will. So remember that every time you speak near your Alexa or Siri or whatever product, Apple and Amazon, and perhaps even more, learn something new about you. Whether it be what products you're interested in, who your friends are, what room you spend most of your time in, or even a bit more sinisterly, whether or not you are currently home. Ooh. Alexa has also been hit with similar allegations, but Amazon has been somewhat strangely a bit more transparent regarding their use of audio data. Amazon admitted that Alexa is always listening to you, even without the use of the activation word, but will only respond to you following use of the word. I mean, their initial advertising is deliberately misleading. This is they say it only listens for the activation word. Yeah, and they always <laughs> said you have to like wake me up, don't you, by saying Alexa. Oh, no, that's got to violate some sort of advertising standards agency unless they word it in such a way to circumvent it. But... Probably in the small print somewhere yeah yeah you've seen the size of like apple terms and conditions it wouldn't surprise me if an alexa has similar it's like 400 pages page 276 yeah I don't think anyone's ever read those. I, well, you know, I once decided to, I started, I got about three pages in, I like, know, what, what am I doing with that? Is that any good? No. <laughs> so yeah, Amazon also say that the only reason the Alexa is on at all times is so that they can improve the technology. But Amazon actually employ thousands of people to trawl through and listen into your data in order to spot patterns and improve the technology. This is a very uncomfortable stat for a lot of us to hear. In essence, anyone with an Alexa has paid for the privilege of being spied on and having their conversations analysed by the staff of one of the largest, most profitable and notoriously cutthroat companies in the world. So you say to improve the technology, but surely there's only so much improving a voice recognition service can do. Well, yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of picking up, they try to pick up accents and stuff is what they say. So people who say things differently. But yeah, like you say, you wouldn't, you feel like that wouldn't take thousands of people. You feel like that could do it 
with the technology. That's the whole idea of machine learning. It teaches itself. What exactly would they be looking for, though, to improve the service? Just missed Alexas? They're Alexas. looking for times when you ask a question and you don't get a okay, yeah, good I response. Guess makes... Who's asking their Alexa incredibly complicated questions? Like, I'm trying to trick the Alexa. Do you not just sit there in front of yours just putting on loads of different accents? Trying to... <laughs> oh, you got you this time, anonymous object. <laughs> Take that, Jeff. <laughs> okay, so following public backlash, you can actually now request your data to not be analysed by the Amazon employees. But given they kept it quiet in the first place, it wouldn't really be a stretch to imagine that these requests would be ignored anyway. Apple have sold 2.2 billion iPhones worldwide, and over 1.5 billion of them have had Siri. Amazon have sold 100 million devices in terms of Amazon Echoes, which is what Alexa's on. So an enormous proportion of the population now has a device that's quite literally spying on them in their own homes. If the government asked you to place a listening device into your home so that they could analyse your conversation, I believe practically no one would take them up on the offer. But clearly, if you make it able to tell you a few jokes, it suddenly becomes so palatable that people will pay for the privilege in their drone. If you put it on the advert, make it look desirable, people will just lap it up because they love to consume products. Yeah, 100%. And they don't want to get up off their couch to turn the lights on or off. Couch? <laughs> oh, I don't know. A city, sofa, whatever. Shes long. <laughs> I wonder Alexa's getting confused for what he's doing. <laughs> so John Simpson, the Consumer Watchdog's Privacy and Technology Project Director, stated that Google and Amazon should be paying you to put the devices into your homes, not the other way around. Amazon filed a patent application for an algorithm that would let future versions of the device identify statements of interest, such as I love skiing, enabling the speaker to be monitored based on their interests and targeted for related advertising. This would work by overhearing a conversation and immediately giving you a yes or no option to buy the product virtually using the Echo. So basically, if they hear you talking about skiing, your Alexa will say, would you like to buy these skis? Yes or no? Buy that would it. take impulse buying just to the next level. I just in the comfort of your own home. It would do your head in. You can't have a conversation without someone popping on. Oh, do you want these digestives <laughs> added to your car? Also, in November 2018, Amazon were ordered to release all Alexa recordings taken from the homes of a potential murderer and his murder victim. Law enforcement continue to take interest in these devices, and it certainly isn't beyond the pale that the government and government agencies will continue to monitor more and more people's homes and do more and more with the information that they gather as we move even closer to the Big Brother world envisaged by George Orwell. So what do you guys think? What do you think of as a whole, whether these devices are spying on you and and then whether maybe the government might look to harness the recordings for their own maybe spying purposes or, or whether it's purely to help out shopping and company selling stuff? Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say I think it's probably the most believable conspiracy we've had on the podcast so far. It's something I've been I think I agree. quite invested in and my passionate avoidance of Alexa-related products or any talking to my phone or OK Google, Siri, stuff. I've never done any of that, even though it's probably irrelevant given the microphone's always not. <laughs> it's listening anyway. Yeah, but I would never buy an Amazon. I'll never have anyone I know to buy an Amazon if I can help it or Alexa. I was going to say, you'll never buy Amazon. <laughs> well, you can afford. podcast makes it big enough. You never know. A couple <laughs> of years down the line. Amazon Music won exclusive rights to the podcast. What do you say? Yes, please. <laughs> they probably already listened yeah. to your answer. Yeah. <laughs> but by that point, they'll read your mind. 
<laughs> we're going up head to head with Joe Rogan I'll tell all of our mates to buy quickly buy stocks now before they go up <laughs> but yeah back to the point and like you said will the government use it for potential spying but I mean it seems like they already have started to enact that with this murder case or was it requesting data but I think a few years down the line it might just be an automatic process that data would get sent to the government so I guess it does make sense if the data is available of houses where people have been murdered to have access to it but I mean it's just horrible to think that they can hear what you've been saying at any time I mean, I don't know what they're expecting to hear. Alexa, help. <laughs> you say that, you say that, but there is a feature on the Alexa, I think Alexa says, it says, an intruder alert where you can set off how you want to deal with an intruder comes into your home. I don't think the lights flash or something, call 911. Yeah, they're probably, I bet you could say, like, Alexa, phone the police or whatever. I'm saying a bit quiet because I don't want to set off my Siri if I say phone 999. <laughs> it just does it without me asking. 911, what's your emergency? Oh, sorry, recording a fire podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with both of you. It's a very believable podcast, probably the most believable one we've ever had. We've all been there where we mentioned something in passing and next thing we know it's advertised all over our Facebooks, whatever, and it seems to happen on all phone brands or whatever. So you wouldn't be surprised if they're sharing this data somehow as well. Um, in terms of the government spying on you, it, it's perfect for them really, isn't it? They can hear what the people want. They can hear people's opinions and it's definitely something that they'd love to get involved in, whether they are or not. I'm not really that confident about. I don't believe that too much, but I definitely believe that. I mean, you've already mentioned that Amazon confirmed it, that they're listening to everything we say and advertise to suit. Seems like the government's always been pushing for extra measures to monitor the population. They have the Snoopers charter here in the UK. They were talking to just like push the boundaries a little bit further each time to get more and more information, more and more access, and it's like a view into homes around the country. What we're seeing with the coronavirus press conferences, the government are whipping out slides that are saying this many people are in parts compared to normal and they're receiving all that data from Google and Apple Maps and stuff like that. So it wouldn't be surprised if these companies go further and buy the government with more details under the raid. I think if the government that... started requesting it, they'd just say, yeah, well, we're trying to stop terrorism or we're trying to stop crime and then everybody would be on board with it and they wouldn't think about it. Weren't the government working alongside WhatsApp at one point to combat terrorism? Yeah, they were and they wanted, yeah, I think they wanted Apple to release a load of like private WhatsApp messages that had been encrypted, but Apple kept saying, no, we're not going to do it. But the government did eventually force them to. And I mean, it's something that people could easily get on board with and I guess wouldn't be that opposed to. Obviously, you don't want your private conversation going red, but when it comes under the guise of it's for the greater good of the country, people might be okay with that. Okay, do you want to give it a rating, you guys? Yeah, I'll start. Um, As we've already mentioned, it's the most believable conspiracy we've had on the podcast personally not too invested in the fact that the government have access to that data right now but it's something that i could potentially see definitely happening in the future in terms of them just spying on us these companies and listening to everything we say i'm going to give that a nine out of ten i think we almost know that already happens for a conspiracy on a whole as well it's a it's a great conspiracy you know these are the world's richest companies these companies are actually more powerful than we probably can imagine and they're hearing everything that we say. They know what we're interested in. They know how we interact with partners, anything like that. So I'm going to give it a solid seven. Okay, thank you very much, Luke. Callum? Yeah, so I mentioned really echoing quite a lot of what Luke said there. Just, in fact, I did say the most believable conspiracy we've had on this podcast so far. So yeah, another nine out of ten on the believability front. And as a overall rating for the conspiracy goes, like I said earlier, it's something I'm quite passionate about being very opposed to being listened in on by the government and being very much against having a sort of device that's designed specifically to record conversations around the house. 
and just the fact that it's helping just to feed this rampant consumerism that exists in the modern world with all these massive corporations wanting to collect as much data as they can so they can constantly feed you new products and keep up with you coming back to buying more and more just to keep their uh, shareholders happy keep their profits turning over it's a solid eight out of ten for me on the conspiracy theory front because there's just so much motive there for these companies to do it and they've got the means they've got masses and massive employees to go through all the data they're collecting and then the power of machine learning these days it seems like anything is possible with the algorithms they've got and i guess the thing with these companies compared to the government is um they don't have the opportunity cost in the sense of oh we're not but we should really be spending money on healthcare instead of spending it on spying on the population whereas these companies can just really do whatever mm. they want with their profit. Just outsource, outsource it, sell it back to the government for even more. Exactly. Healthcare, not spyware. That's what I always say. <laughs> but people will be uh, protesting in 2048 now. <laughs> we don't feel safe enough. We want more spying. <laughs> well, there are some people with that attitude, to be fair. But yeah, I'll quickly rate it myself. I enjoyed this one, and it was one I already kind of experienced before. Like I'd heard about the, the cat food incident and stuff like that. Um, so for believability, I think I'm going to go with for a nine as well. I think it's already being used in the police and FBI and stuff. Just maybe not, um, maybe not for everything, but maybe just for the bigger crimes. But you know, it's not beyond the realms possibility that that will change and it will start being used for almost everything to try and help uh, catch criminals. So yeah, nine believability. I think for the overall conspiracy, I'll go for an eight. I think the idea of people literally paying for spying devices to put in their homes is very Orwellian and quite compelling. So yeah. I think I'll go for an eight. And it's gone beyond being just a fantasy. It's very much a reality. And the world seems to be getting weirder and weirder by the day. Oh, absolutely. 2020 is one of the most eventful years. Of, well, at least our memory. Seems like every year is ramping it up trying to outdo the last one. I know, yeah. Not 2012, you, Pete. I'll tell you some doings about how to do 2020. Huh? Oh, don't, yeah. don't tempt fate. Yeah, I know. <sighs> We're not halfway through. All right, Luke, have you got a game of conspiracy for us? I do indeed, John. For any of you that don't know, Conspiracy is a game where I present my two co-hosts three conspiracy theories. Two are real-life conspiracy theories that I found on the internet. They're not true, but they are conspiracy theories that are out there. Well, they might be true. You never know. And then also one is a conspiracy that I've totally made up myself. These guys have to figure out which one I've made up. So without further ado, here are my three theories for you. I've got a bit of making up to do here. I think I've... They've lost the cup. I'm on a good streak, so I don't think I've lost one yet. So I'm actually don't want to lose my good run. (laughs) I'm determined to play along, but also I don't want to just go for the same one. Oh yeah, make it interesting. So first of all, over half the Twitter comments on anything related to US politics are from bots. Secondly, Mark Zuckerberg was an AOL hacker. And then lastly, LinkedIn was set up by the CIA to be a huge data set of people's qualifications and skills so they could easily headhunt people for their roles. Can I just start off by saying those are all of three very believable ones. In terms of, I can't, there is I no know. obvious one that's like completely outlandish. There's not like, say, three outlandish ones. They're all very grounded. So I went for this week. Yeah. So far cry from <laughs> mine last episode. You can see nonsense. Mix it up. Yeah. I genuinely don't know where to start with this, but I don't think we're thinking, sorry. With the bots one, I, I don't know how much I'm allowed to quiz you, but was this found just on like, was there a whole article about it or was this just a comment you've heard? I'm not going to. I don't know if this is cheating. I'm not going to answer that. I, I mean, <laughs> I can give you more detail on the respective theories, but yeah, yeah. I won't Go say anything it. about the sort. I mean, the Russian bots, what is always a good meme whenever US politics is mentioned. It seems like both sides of the spectrum can blame their detractors on Russian bots or foreign meddling. 
especially on a site like Twitter, it's both fairly believable. Yeah, this theory is definitely suggesting that the bots are working on both sides of the political spectrum. And in a way, popularity contests has ended up becoming who has more bots. But the bots are always so easy to spot, I find. It's always like, woo, like, I, great point, things like that. Things <laughs> people would never say. You do, you do have to laugh when you see someone. Of them. <laughs> you do have to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And half seems like an awful lot. Maybe we're just not seeing them. They're not getting high Ooh. up. But that seems like loads. But again, I'm not questioning how true it is. I'm just questioning yeah. whether it's a real conspiracy. Just on the flip of that, but who is seeing it? It's like a great point there. And saying, oh, yes, definitely got to follow that. That's really <laughs> yeah. cemented my viewpoint. Great point there. David, 48 from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know because they think it's of all um, of the advanced ages, the way they interact online is a very different to the way we do. But yeah, like most likely just bots, a quick, um, commonly used phrase. But for the other one, say Mark Zuckerberg is an AOL hacker. Was that the one for the second one? Yeah, so this one was that before Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook, he was a prominent hacker and he used to hack the AOL system. I'd be surprised if that wasn't true because he's got to be some sort of tech wizard, yeah. hasn't he? I haven't seen the film The Social Network, so I think that would be... I wish I had known about Me mentioned either. or not in his part of his little life story. But again, that is just being a tech wizard or whatever. He's probably quite bored sometimes. You think, oh, flex my hacking skills, cause a bit of chaos. So that's why Twerk keeps going down. I'm not entirely sure if Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> is or isn't a robot anyway, so... Yeah, there's another conspiracy point. <laughs> Slightly more outlandish, but... And then what was the final one, sorry? So the final one was that LinkedIn was set up by the CIA to be a huge oh, data set of people's qualifications and skills, so they could easily uh, headhunt. It's probably an American company to start off with, but now it's gone global. Is that uh, It just seems a bit, not too boring to be made up, but it just seems rather straightforward. So say maybe they did have an influence over it. I would question that as a theory, just because think of how many people are on LinkedIn. They'd still have to kind of trawl through a load of people. And it's not like that data would be hidden. When you get like a GCSE or an A-level, that data does go, because you have to have the certificate and everything in the school has to record it. So I would assume government would be buying that information yeah. if they wanted it. Yeah, but does it say whether you're prominent in uh, Microsoft Office and does it say that <laughs> people have endorsed that? I mean, uh, who true. hasn't lied about girls on a CV or a job application? This is all speaking rhetorically, of course. Pretty sure I said I, could, I was learning Icelandic or something stupid to make it look like I had some interests. <laughs> but every, every job application probably looks the same now. I've got your key skills, got your communication, your leadership, your teamwork. Oh, I've worked great in the team when I did my um, university group presentation. Stuff like that. It's just so I don't think there'd be so much information out there to try and track. Everyone's going to have a very similar looking skills if they're in the field that this DIA is looking for. So, but again, it's not not whether the conspiracy yeah, is true. Right, well, I want you to go you first. You want me to go first? I've got the winning rep for my yeah. neck on the line. And I'm going to say, I don't, I don't so Mark Zuckerberg seems like a bit too much of a maybe goody two-shoes to be off out hacking here and there. So I'm going to say that one is the one that was made up. Not really basing it on very much, just the other two seem a little bit more grounded, I guess. Right. Good news is I disagree. So conspiracy does have has one. I think the made up one is a LinkedIn one. Okay. All right. I can confirm that. Yeah, again, one of you is right. Ooh. So I'll start off by saying there is a conspiracy that over half the Twitter comment are from bots. This was done in an article, actually, John. They did some analysis. I didn't delve into it in too much detail, but I think we all know that bots are very prominent on Twitter, so it wouldn't surprise you, but I do believe 50% is a very high number. It's very high, isn't it? And the other one that is uh, correct, I only found a very, 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 very small piece on. And I, I don't know if it was completely made up 
it didn't really have like any source backing it up. But apparently in an interview, the AOL CEO confirmed that he had a chat with Mark Zuckerberg when Zuckerberg opened up about hacking oh, AOL. So yes. I did make up the uh, LinkedIn theory. We got a new champion. <laughs> Congratulations, John. Right. Well, thank you very I much. I was going to say Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> hacking AOL. You think there'd be a little bit more made of that in this media? Well, the thing is, it's conspiracy theory, guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and it said it was like, he was probably like 15. No one's really going to yeah. care. That. No, I suppose, yeah. Thanks yeah. for that, Luke. That was, that was, really, that was a really good round. Of conspiracy. This is the bar high for the next podcast. That's for sure. Oh, I'm always yeah. looking forward to the next conspiracy. <laughs> as I'm sure our listeners are as well. <laughs> always. Once more, thanks everyone for listening and well done if you made it this far. Um, we know you're not really commuting to work or anything right now, so wherever you're listening to this, <laughs> thanks. And yeah, keep challenging the status quo and stay off social media. And as Callum would say, don't buy an Alexa. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Goodbye.